Hello, everyone. It is Friday. I am so excited for the weekend, as always. It's not that I don't like working, but I mean, I really like the weekend. So um, welcome to the Friday 15. I am Steph Lee. I'm the founder of Host Agency Reviews. And this week, I'm very excited because we have a co-host. We have Christopher Sherman with Travel Edge Network. He goes by Sherman. So welcome, Sherman. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Absolutely. And you know what? I just realized we both, are you in your attic too? I am. I'm in an old Victorian house that the top floor has been turned into an apartment. And I've lived here for 10, 14 years. Um, we say 14, but it's like the numbers go up and up. Um, <laughs> yes, it's an attic ceiling of this old Victorian house. That's awesome. Well, this is very exciting. We're like perfectly aligned in the, if you're watching in the video, you'll see how visually pleasing it is. And if exactly. you're listening, I'm sorry, you're going to have to miss out or you can check out the YouTube channel. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's see. So let's get started and jump into our first question. But, um, you know, if you're not familiar with the Friday 15 and you're wondering how you can submit questions or anything along those lines uh, or want to see old Friday 15s, you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15 and there you'll be able to see old things and you'll also be able to submit your questions. So our first question today comes from Margaret and Margaret is asking, what are the advantages and disadvantages to going with a host hybrid? And that's um, a term we use on the site. And that means they sell to consumers as well as to, um, they, they work with agents. So versus what's the difference between a host hybrid and a true host agency only that only hosts agents. So Sherman, do you want to kind of take a stab at this? Yeah, so I, I really see it as there's two options here. And firstly, everything I'm going to say to here is that you have to remember the power of your business. So the question, I can give you all this information, but I want you always to apply it to your business and through the lens of your business and your goals. But there's two things that I really, really love about having a hybrid. And Travel Edge Network is that hybrid, which makes it truly unique because it's not available um, as as, it's not as popular as some of the other model ideas. So the first one with having it so that you are obviously a host and you also are selling to consumers, as a, as a retail space, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about um, the day-to-day -day running. You learn about partners, customers, suppliers, timelines, you learn a lot about the things that you can pass on to other people. So the thing is, it's really, it's a, a more is more environment where you can be inspired and inspired and educated by lessons learned by others, which can help run your business and help you kind of edit your business in a way that you want. So for me, it's about leadership. It's about mentorship. It's about being able to have those references in education and learning from other people's mistakes, which is a great way to learn. And then yeah. the other <laughs> one is buying power, buying power. At the end of the day, we're selling to clients who are looking for something special. They're looking for something spectacular and you are the tastemaker. But when you in your back pocket have more options, you have better rates, you have better contacts with suppliers, because in that model, you're already selling so much of it. Um, you know, they, you have a relationship with people, which is much more intense and much more intimate. 
And those sort of special things with those relationships, you can pass on to your clients and your customers, which make you totally unique. And it also allows you to have something truly unique. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to, I swear I turn off my alarm, but every Friday 15, I feel like it goes off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. No, it, that that actually reminded us, like, we were, Sherman, we were done that question. Yep. And Sherman, we're, we're going to cut you off. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything that you think... I'm missing in that. Yeah. So, you know, I, my background was like, I I started at my parents' agency and it was in their basement and then they moved to a retail storefront and had the host. So it was a hybrid model. So that's the one that I'm really familiar with. And the benefits that I found from that were very similar to yours. Is it, um, you know, things in travel change so quickly on the front lines and you're up to date with what the local supplier specials are because you hear the frontline agents booking them. So mm-hmm. when local agents call in, you can talk about what's going on. Yeah. Um, there's there's the benefit of just hearing how sales are going, like the different approaches that the advisors on the front lines are taking to sales. Um, so there's it. In my opinion, the the hybrid model allows the staff, whether they're on the hosted only side or, you know, kind of straddle it, it allows them to really get a pulse on the up-to-date things that are happening in travel. And the the thing that I hear from people that they're most worried about, and let me actually, I'm going to share my screen and um, let's, whoops, where is that? Okay. So let's click on a host profile. And for those of you that are listening, I'm just going to any host agency profile. And if we scroll down um, under the company company details, you can see the host type here. So that's where you can kind of get this information about a host agency. But the the thing I want to say that most people are worried about with the hybrid model is that the host is going to steal your clients because they're also stealing or like they're also selling to clients. And that is I have never heard of that um, in my, you know, like 15 years of this happening. And it's, it, a host wouldn't do that because, you know, they're, you're their partner as well. Um, and so they're definitely not going to risk that. So I, I would, that's not a, an issue. Um, and then for people that are host only, I would say, you know, there's advantages to each one. If someone's solely focused on hosting, they may not have that frontline plug into the front line that's selling all the time, but they are very focused. They have dedicated staff that all they're doing is building up the infrastructure for the host agency division. Um, So there's, you know, I don't think there's one way, Margaret, that's better than the other. They're just different. Um, And it's uh, the one thing I would stress is that a hybrid host is not going to steal your clients. So that's not something to worry about. I totally agree. And I also think in this process, it's really important if you have a chance to speak with advisors in both models, mm, see, yep. see what they love, see what they love, go listen to them, talk to them. If you see someone's travel business that you think is, is inspiring or motivating, don't be afraid to say, I just want to ask you a question. What's your format? How do you do it? Like we want to share, and we want to support each other in this travel industry. Yeah, Exactly. So our our next question comes in from Danielle, and Danielle asks, do many folks become part of a host but also have their own agency, or is that considered a consortium? And that that is very confusing when you enter the industry, Danielle, kind of the difference between a host and a consortium, and um, are you your own agency if you belong to a host? So Sherman, what do you tell your advisors um, that come in that kind of have this question on, what am I? 
Well, so firstly, what I always love to do is go to dictionary.com and say, oh. what is a consortia? What is a consortia? So we're all aligned. So a travel consortia is a term that's used to refer to a group of people who come together with a goal of combining resources. Okay. This group can include travel agencies, host agencies, travel agents, and any other company or individual that's involved with the world of travel. So Wait, for me, it's did you important. just do that off the top of your head, Sherman? Or oh, no, did you read that? I, okay. I wrote that down. I wrote that I down. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, I was like, if we're going to come here and we're going to talk about consortia, I think we should all be on the same page of what yep. a consortia is. And I think the question, I, 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 Danielle, I think the question is good. I actually reverse the question. So you have to remember as the advisor, you are in the power seat. It's your dream. It's your business. It's your client. It's your ambition. You actually need to decide, am I a person who likes to work solo? Do I want to be with a group of people and have the support of a consortia behind? Do I want to be in a mini agency? Do I want to be in a big agency? For me, I always say those are the questions you have to kind of explore first and see what you like. Um, it a consort. So the question: Do many folks become part of a host but also have their own agency? That first part, it's a wide mixture. It's a wide mixture because. You know, we're in an era where you are your own boss, you are your mm -hmm. own leader, you need a partner. And I loved how you used the word partner earlier. Part, you need a partner who um, understands that you need flexibility, like your dreams and your, and your idea. So you can come to Travel Edge Network or you can inquire um, with any sort of model that's interesting to you and your clients. So I think that's actually a bigger question for this is, it can be any way. And in the current format of Travel Edge Network, we have a variety like a variety of many different formats. Sometimes it's just one agent. Sometimes it's a small group of five or six. Sometimes it's an agent who has um, agents that are working underneath and learning so and like developing. A mini host, yeah. There's a lot of different formats. And I really encourage you to Google. There's a wide variety to find out what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Danielle, I would say that like your number one, always, if you're an independent contractor with a host, you're always going to have your own agency. Like even when you're aligned with a host agency, you are still the business owner. Um, you know, you're the one that pays the taxes and you're the one that's running the shots. So um, remember that. And then um, you are not considered a consortium, um, but you can belong um, if you're with a host, that host, I, I would say 99.5% of the host agencies on our site are aligned with a consortium. So you will be aligned with a consortium through your host agency. And I'm going to put in um, links to two articles that might clarify things a little, Danielle, for you, because I know we're really, you know, we only have like five minutes for each question. So describing, even though Sherman's was like description of what a consortium is, is like, whoo, stellar. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I came prepared for today. I told you. I know. So um, I'll put a link in to articles on what a travel consortium is and what a host agency is. So you can dive down deeper in theirs. Um, and I'm, I might have to add Sherman's uh, description in there because it's so beautiful. <laughs> no problem. Um, before we move into our next question, I just wanted to, um, to remind people, if you're if you're not familiar with the site, like right now, the ASTA 
River Cruise Expo is going on. And if um, I was talking to someone the other day that was saying that they heard about the expo too late and they went to sign up for it and then it was all full. So I want to remind people that I'm just going to share my screen on host agency review site. If you're if you're on the homepage and you click on the uh, drop down and say I'm looking for a travel event, um, check this out because we have, um, you know, like I think there's like 30 plus different events on here. So if you're looking and wondering what's going on in the travel industry, make sure to check this out. There's conferences, there's fam trips, there's webinars. So, you know, whether you do in person or virtual, whatever your niche is, there's a lot of things for people to look at in here. And same thing goes if anyone listening, you know, has an event that they're putting on for advisors, like Sherman, if there's something at Travel Edge, um, it's free to post on the events calendar. So definitely feel free to post anything up there. Our goal is to really make sure that advisors have access to all of the trainings and events that are out there. So with that little uh, spiel, let's go into our last one, Sherman. So let's see, this is from Jeanette. And Jeanette is wondering, um, working with a host, do I need my own business accounts and what? Well, okay, so Jeanette's tricky here. She does a, a three, three in one. So let's start with the first question. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with the first question. So working with a host, do I need my own business accounts and why? Sherman, now you guys, I, I'm not sure on Canada if like the rules are different. So maybe you can shed some light on that. Well, what I actually was going to say is it really depends geographically. It really mm -hmm. depends on, on the, your geographic region, where you are, your local business laws. And but here's the best part. When you work with a partner, when you really work with a great partner, they can help you with that information. They can help set it up. The guessing work, like to get you through the process of how do you set it up and how do you, uh, you know, organize yourself that way. A great partner should be able to help you in that. So for me, without knowing where you are and all those things, and I also just think because it is your business, the first part is you should have a business account of some kind. Yeah. Um, how you have it and where you have it. And uh, those information is basically related to your partner and your region. That's my first part. You? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would, as a business owner that does her own books, um, <laughs> I would say you definitely. You are a superhero. You are a superhero. <laughs> you, you definitely, definitely want to have a separate business account. It, so in the US, the way it's set up is depending on what your, the business model that you sign up for, like if you're going to be a sole proprietor, you don't necessarily need a separate business account. But if you have a corporation like an LLC or an S Corp, um, you, you by law need to have a separate business account. But whether or not you're a sole prop or a corporation, I would say always open up a separate account, um, whether it be business or not. Mm -hmm. because it's going to make your book so much easier when it's intermingled with your personal like charges on your credit card. It's just, it's going to make your life kind of miserable at, at the end of the year. Um, so that's what I, I would kind of say on that, Jeanette. And I also um, have, we have an article on kind of setting up your travel agency business financials that I'm going to put a link to in the comments. It goes over a lot of more details about the things that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but let's move into your second question. And that is, um, okay, so maybe we can combine these two. How do yeah. client payments work and where do they go? 
So I actually think that is a great question that you ask a partner when you're looking for a partner, because you want to ask them the technology they have. The reason you have a partner is to make your life easier. You have a partner to make your business easier, your life easier. And that is a really important part of of, you know, the finance is an important part. So at Travel Edge, we have an exclusive uh, program that we've developed over the last 10 years called ADX. And it allows you to process credit card payments. It allows you to process funds. And then we have our own finance department then that works with you and, the, and your program to pay you out. But I think that that is a really important question that you ask when looking for the right partner for you. Yeah. So Sherman, tell me a little bit more about this. So, cause so are all the suppliers in ADX and then they can put payment no matter what the supplier is in ADX and then it goes to the supplier. Yeah. So we, we handle the transaction in and out. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so it's all in ADX. We have um, one of the largest collection of preferred partners in North America, leaders of luxury. They're all in this system and it just makes it so much easier. So at the end of the day or the end of the year, when you're doing the number work, um, oh, it's yeah. already kind of been processed throughout the year as you've been doing it. So it makes it so much easier in the long end. Again, it's simplifying. It's having a partner that helps you simplify. Yeah, and, and I, I'll mention, Jeanette, that that's not super common with a host agency. What Sherman's describing, um, where it's kind of in one portal and, and you do everything in there. Um, with a lot of host agencies, the way it works is um, for client payments, if you're booking, say, a cruise line or you're booking, you know, a tour operator, um, you'll go to their website. And oftentimes you'll put the credit card payment in there. You can maybe add a markup if you want. Um, and then it gets paid to the host agency, which gets paid to you. So you typically don't need a third party processing like, you know, you don't need a square or um, anything along those lines or PayPal or Venmo. But um, if you are charging service fees that are separate, a lot of host or a lot of agents will have a third party processor that they use. Um, or if you're doing kind of FIT trips and you're really, this is like um, custom trips. If you're putting them together yourself with, you're choosing the hotel and you're booking the airline separate and you're booking the tour guide separate, um, the advisors that specialize more in that, sometimes they will um, run the payments through, just do one big payment themselves uh, to the, have the client pay one big payment um, and then they'll pay the individual uh, vendors. Um, so there's a lot of different ways it works. But the the one thing I did want to share, um, I pulled this up because you you kind of asked how, um, you know, they process fees. So typically it's through the supplier. But if you do decide to do it outside the supplier um, because you're doing custom trips or it's a service fee that you're charging, um, we, we did do a little bit of a survey for people on and ask them how they run their credit card fees and who they run them through. So um, let's see, 40, no, no, 40% 40 charged it through a third-party processor like Stripe, Venmo, or PayPal. 28% um, did a markup through the supplier's portal. So this is if they're charging fees. 17% um, did it through the GDS system. 8% um, ran it through their host agency. So host agencies will often have a place where you can run service fees if you want. Um, and then the remaining 8% just kind of did it through um, other 
through other means that we're not quite sure what they were. So um, hopefully that gives you kind of a, a better picture on things, Jeanette. There's a there's a little bit of variability, um, but that's just the the general picture. So um, that about wraps things up on our end. So Sherman, thank you, thank you so much for joining us this Friday afternoon. Thank you. It's truly, truly a pleasure. From all of us at Travel Edge, thank you for all you do. And thank you for informing the community and inspiring the community and keeping us connected. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for joining me and educating people. It's so much more fun when there's someone else on here. So, Always. <laughs> um, And thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will be back again next week on Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time for another Friday 15. Um, and if you liked what you saw today, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or make sure to subscribe to our podcast so they land in your inbox or in your podcast feed without you having to do anything. Thanks, everyone, and enjoy your weekend. Bye. Thank you. Oh, that was fun.